Welcome to another episode of the Take Chances podcast. I'm your host, Chance Mack. And on the Take Chances podcast, we talk about three things, tech, culture, and people. That being said, let's jump right in. You gotta take chances, it's your day. You gotta take chances, no more away. You gotta take chances, it's your day. You gotta take chances, no more away. Today, we have a very, very special guest with us, Janae Brown. Janae, will you just say hello to the audience? Hola. Hey, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so today, we're going to be focused on the people pillar of the Take Chances podcast. And, you know, on our, on our platform, we try to interview the best of the best. And Janae is um, an author. But let me just take a second to give you a little bit of background on who she is and what she's accomplished. Um, so let me read her bio to you all. So Janae D. Brown is the founder and CEO of Open Book Publishing. Open Book Publishing launched in 2019 with the mission to revolutionize communities through the empowering practice of written expression, pen and paper, right? Ms. Brown is a graduate of both Florida International University and the University of Miami. She holds a BA in Women's Studies and a master's in communications. The Miami native has served in executive and operational capacities in public service and higher education. She has published multiple articles and published her first book entitled Pieces of a Woman, Volume One. Janae, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Chance. Absolutely, so tell us a little bit more about your book, Pieces of a Woman. So Pieces of a Woman started from, I had a lot of conversations with women who wanted to be authors and just women in general, right? And so a lot of those authors felt like they were going to publishing companies that were not receptive of their story and wanted to change it to make it more mainstream. I had other conversations with women, like I know a woman, for instance, that was having a baby and was communicating to her doctor that she didn't feel good and almost died because the doctor didn't believe her. And it wasn't until like her husband had advocated for her. And like I was hearing all these stories and I was like, we understand that we live in a patriarchal society. Yeah. But it's still important to hear females experience and respect them as truths. You know, it's necessary to have a clear, holistic viewpoint of what's happening in any aspect of life. And I said, you know what? I'm going to create a platform for women to be able to tell their stories their way. And it's told from the lens of these women, not from the vantage point of any other man, of any other person, but from this particular woman, this is her experience, right? And so that's what Pieces of a Woman is about. It's an opportunity, it's a platform for us to understand and to hear women's voices and their experiences alike. Absolutely, so tell me a little bit about the title. What inspired you to name it Pieces of a Woman? So I believe that women are complex, yeah? Like we got a lot of parts to us. (laughs) And so we're there, all of these pieces come together to make you woman, right? So the fact that I am a, a mother, the fact that I'm a single woman, the fact that I'm a wife, the fact that I'm a professor, the fact that I am a daughter, the fact that I'm a sister, all of these things come together to make you a woman. And there's like pieces that come from everywhere. And then certain women 
certain pieces might be more prevalent, certain pieces might be more prominent, certain pieces might not exist, but that still unites us as women. Because if you look at me and look at your sister and look at your mother, we're all the same person, yeah? But at the same time, we're still so vastly different. So that's where the title came up about what's really paying homage to everything that makes us women. And, and as I think about it, like this book couldn't have came at a better time. I'm sure you were intentional about that. I'm um, releasing it in <laughs> Women's History Month and uh, Women's International Women's Day. Day. Just, International Women's Day. Mm-hmm. Women's, okay. Uh, say that one, one more time because I'm International that International Women's Day. Okay. I know that just recently passed uh, on March 8th. So it's just a very timely conversation that we're having. For sure. Um, so yeah, tell me a little bit about just, you know, more about yourself and like who you were as a child, um, as a young woman, were you always interested in literature? Um, you know, and the reason I ask that question is because there might be younger women who are listening to this podcast that may resonate with your story and resonate with the pieces of you, right? Yeah, so I would love yeah. to, to, for you to talk about, you know, who you were and, and how you became who you are. For sure. So believe it or not, Chance, I hated books. I hated books. I was in school way back in the day when we had like AR reading, accelerated reading. And it's oh, yeah. Remember that? I and like testing your reading level. And it was like a dog fight. I refused to read because I didn't see myself. Like I felt like these books were whack. I hated it. And so my mother was a part of Black Expressions. Um, and my aunt was too. And she had all of the books, the Fly Girls, the Beverly Jenkins books, all of those books. And she gave me Toni Morrison's books. Um, she let me read books where I saw myself. I could connect to the bluest eye, right? And so from there, I started to find a passion in reading because I could connect to the stories. My father, on the other hand, was really big on writing. He was a stickler to make sure that everything that we wrote was perfect grammar and all of these things. And because I didn't see myself in books until later, I started to write my own stories that I was like, one day I'm going to publish this for teens. So there's no one else who's not like me. So that was me as a child. And I had this desire to be a book publisher since I was like in the third grade. And I completely forgot about it. And life happened, right? I went to college, I dated, I did this, I did that. And I came to this place and I was just like, what am I doing with my life? What is my purpose? And I did a 60 day prayer fast, okay? And I prayed for 60 days and I did like the whole ugly cry when I was like, God, what do I do? I need purpose. And that night I had the same dream that I had when I was in the third grade of me like sitting on a beach writing and pressing a button, the book appeared. And I was like, you need to be a book publisher. That's what you're here for. So 2019 Open Book Publishing is here we are. Wow. So tell me more that, wow, that's awesome. Number one, let me pause there. I I think your story is incredible. And as you talk about just the pieces of a woman, and the pieces mm-hmm. of you is just, you know, what inspired you and what led you to this point is just um, really inspiring um, just to hear. Um, so talk about open book publishing. Like, I know you had this vision since third grade mm-hmm. and in 2019, you, you, you launched this business. But tell me a little bit more about open book publishing and kind of what you're what you do with that company. Okay. 
Sure. So Open Book Publishing is a independent publishing company. It started off, believe it or not, as a publishing services company, where I was just helping self-published authors through the process of publishing. But now we are a full-thread publishing company. We focus on what I like to call the three P's of publishing, which is project management, production, and promotion. So project management is where you are writing your manuscript, you're finalizing your title, you're getting all your legal stuff together, like your ISBN number, you're getting all the things, right? You're getting your copyright, all the project management things. And now we have a manuscript that we need to create a product. So that's when the production comes in, where we're doing book covers and font designs and book formatting and all those things in production. Once we have a product from production, now we have something that we could promote. So that's where promotion comes in. So we do um, campaigning around supporting, essentially what I'm doing now for Pieces of a Woman, we do that for our authors as well. Wow. So you, you really take a holistic approach to mm -hmm. Not only just writing your book, but actually getting it published, you know, like you for said. Sure, for sure, for sure. And That's what awesome. is, I think is the beauty thing of the beauty about us is that you maintain 100% of your royalties. One of the reasons why a lot of people like to be self-published authors, one is because we're in a DIY society, like that is the norm to do it yourself. But publishing or doing anything that you need support on, it's okay to get that support. So right. the hesitation for a lot of people, which I respect is, you don't have the royalties or your rights, but I don't take that from you. The, your copyright has your name on it. And though we are supporting you through everything, you still maintain 100% of your royalties and your rights to your intellectual property. Wow, that's so important. And we talk a lot about intellectual property and just the, the value of that, because, mm -hmm. um, you know, that could be a 10 year, 20 year play or vision that sure. you know, someone to execute on. But the fact that they could partner with you um, in open book publishing to, you know, facilitate their idea and formulate or I guess formalize their idea um, yeah. is it really a value add to our audience. So um, if you're, let me just say this to those that are listening to the Take Chances podcast, if you're interested in writing a book or um, publishing a book, That's sounds true. like open book publishing is definitely a company. Yeah, it's a place <laughs> that you wanna, you wanna look into at least at least look into because um, she's providing a platform. Uh, and as you just heard, uh, she's going to help you from start to finish. So Absolutely. Um, that's, you know, a, definitely a value add to the audience for sure. Yeah. So, so let's talk a little bit more about open book publishing. Um, you know, I know you started this business in 2019. Mm -hmm. Did COVID affect uh, open book publishing at all? It did. You know, COVID had a way of affecting everything. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and so what happened for me was I was sent home, right? I was able to work remote for 15 months, right? And it was a blessing because I was able to pour into open book publishing. Like in 2019, we filed the paperwork and I had like an idea of like the three P's of publishing. We did not have that November 2019, you yeah. know, the website, logos, um, putting together brand voices, um, identifying a team, going to and joining various professional development opportunities to polish myself as a publisher, as a writer. I didn't have any of that November 2019. So COVID essentially worked in my favor um, because I was able to be at home and dedicate a lot of time to um, 
starting a company and starting a business, I also had started to, I stopped writing for a very long time. I was editing and I was a freelance editor, but I wasn't writing because writing is very vulnerable and I just wasn't in a place to be that. But COVID forced me to need to get emotions out. And so I started writing again also with COVID. So God bless everyone who was impacted in a negative way, but it was certainly a blessing for open book publishing. Absolutely. And I'm over here taking notes because there's two things that I wanted to highlight um, that you, you, you talked about. And the first one was just taking a step back and doing some personal or professional development yes. to be able to uh, help grow your skill set and your product offering. Can you talk about, you know, just your viewpoint on professional development and, you know, what made you decide to continue to invest in yourself? So Chance, you know that I'm an educator first. Yeah. And so it could be a bias, but I just believe that you can't be a leader if you can't be a student. And so because of that, I always keep myself in a predicament where I keep a coach and I keep a program because if I want to offer the best product for my clients, I have to be the best. And what is the best changes every day. We are growing every day. There's new things for you to learn every day. And the truth of the matter, Chance, is that if you're not growing, you're dead, right? And so it's important to continue to do things that's going to grow you or Janae is going to be a stalemate. And everything that flows from her is going to be a stalemate. So professional development to me is a necessary, like it's a budget item in the publishing's budget for myself and my team to get professional development. I think it's like, a, to me, it's a non-negotiable. Wow. That's extremely powerful. That's extremely powerful. Um, the second thing that I wanted to touch on that you talked about was just uh, mental health, right? Like you talked about, um, you know, taking a step back and getting your emotions out. And one of the ways that you were able to do that was through your writing process. Can you talk about how mental health, um, you know, the pandemic and mental health, you know, made you decide to, to start back writing? So it actually was a recommendation of my therapist. So I had two therapists. One of my best friends, she actually passed away during the pandemic from COVID. She was a therapist and she recommended me to my therapist and I would go to my therapy session and then call her. So I got like two therapy sessions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so what I, I just a firm believer that like you are the common denominator in your life. Everything that you do flows from that. You being a father, you being a brother, you being um a professional, everything flows from chance, yeah? And so chance has to be together because he is the nucleus where all of these things are kind of like outspurting from. And so because I have that mindset, I'm very intentional about keeping my head together because if my head isn't together, my judgment calls are questionable. If my head isn't together, my vision is blurred. If my head isn't together, I'm not able to strategize next steps because my head isn't together. So it's another non-negotiable for me. Yeah. Like, I don't think that you can truly be operational or you can truly be efficient. And for me, efficient is tied to excellence. You could be functional, yeah, but efficient, mm, you know, you teaching right now. You're you're definitely saying saying a lot. I hope the audience is picking this up because you're dropping some gems. Um, 
that's that's powerful. And I, I just think about just our daily stressors, right? Like we all, you know, live lives that like we're fathers, we're mothers, we're uh, professionals, like you said. So just managing that is definitely a focus. And like you said, you have to be able to um, really take an inventory of yourself so that you can strategize for your next step. So um, that's really, really powerful in what you just said. So let's let's go back to pieces of a woman, right? Um, so you talked about your, your vision for open book publishing. You talked about, you know, who you were as a child and just your influences. Um, tell us a little bit about the, stor- the story. Like what should people expect from purchasing and reading your book? Okay, so Pieces of a Woman is a short story collection of womanhood stories. So think about Chicken Soup for the Soul. It's a short story collection. An anthology is what the academias like to call it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Love and that. So, Within Pieces of a Woman, there are seven stories from seven dynamic women and their womanhood story. So what was the moment that made them a woman is the stories that that they shared within Pieces of a Woman. So there are seven stories of seven different women who have various different journeys and it's their womanhood stories, what makes them a woman, but it's also showing you the experience from a woman's perspective, the thought process from a woman's perspective, because what they, what women experience is not different from what men experience in the sense that we are human first, right? right? But how I experience this is very different than how he may experience it because as much as we are a human, we are segmented into woman and man. And so a lot of times what you hear is the male experience or the female's experience from the mouth of a man or the thought (laughs) process of a man. And God bless you, but you can't speak for me. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Absolutely. And so that's what you will see in the book are women speaking for themselves and women sharing their thoughts, their opinions, and their experience on real life situations and understanding the vantage point of women from their stories. Absolutely. So I think that's powerful. And and for men that are trying to get a better understanding of women, they could see value in just reading this book as well. Um, because like you said, it's, it's you know, it's pieces of, of a woman, you know, so it's a holistic story um, and it's valuable. And I, I think about, you, you said earlier that we're, we live in a patriarchal society and I agree 100%, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's starting to change, especially within the African-American community because um, we're starting to see that, you know, Black women are the most educated of any race uh, in terms of their ability to graduate um, college. And then that leads to, you know, them entering into the workforce, which stems back into the home, into the family and being a, a provider for, for not only just, you know, the immediate family, but the extended family as well. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm an advocate of women and I'm, I'm an advocate of change, uh, especially as it relates to positive um, things that are taking place. So that's awesome. And I, I really want the audience to get your get a copy of your book because men and women, I know it's going to be helpful and help people understand uh, where we need to go. And it's really just education, right? Because we are making leaps, we are progressing, but the system is the same. 
Yeah. Like we are still living in a culture that fundamentally is patriarchal and it is what it is. Right. There's but, no disrespect to that. There's no disrespect. No, you know, it is what yeah. it is, but I think it's still just necessary to hear other experiences besides this one, because I also think that it, creates a narrative as if this is the only experience or this is the only way that things happen, which is not necessarily true. And that happens to every minority group, rather it's women or people with disabilities. Yeah. And so I just think it's important for us to hear the experience and consider other experiences of the same event. So peace mm. Yeah, absolutely. And we talk a lot about diversity, equity, and inclusion. And that message that you just talked about, just in terms of just giving people a platform to, to not only speak, but also to listen, you know, um, mm -hmm. it's one thing to, you know, be a man and you just feel so entitled to like, you know, you, you think your thoughts are the ones that matter, but you have to take a step back and make sure you are listening to other, you know, races, other genders, other uh, orientations that you may not have considered before so that you can truly grow. Right. Sure. And I, I think there's a lot of opportunity there. I know that's not the, the platform to talk about <laughs> that, but I just hope that, you know, as we see the world changing right before our eyes, that people become more aware and more accepting of other experiences. For sure. Um, and I think your book is just a, a testament to, you know, mm -hmm. a different experience, other experiences. And I think it's important to know that you could because you heard me doesn't negate your experience, right? Like I think sometimes we like look at things from a matter of something has to be right or wrong. Like if I say, this is what happened to me, then what happened to you when you share your experience can't be true. And it's not like a battle, it's not a war, who's right or wrong. I'm just telling you what happened to me. Yeah. That's it, like this is my truth. and. You don't have to agree with it. You don't have to like it, but I will appreciate if you accept it to be true. Yeah. And your experience and my experience could both be true at the same time. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, that's 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 really interesting. That just kind of speaks to that idea of just being open and you know, not being too full of yourself, you know, and just being open to to receiving a different experience yeah so let's go back to open book publishing okay. like what are some of your goals for the publishing company and, and where do you see it in the next five years who in the next five years i see a headquarters mm, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah give it headquarters. to me um if i could be completely honest i want to be in the top five like there is you know your uh random house and all the big publishing companies, the starting five is what people like to call them. I want to be in the starting five. That is the huge dream. Um, in five years, I would like a headquarters. I would like to be publishing multiple genres of books. Um, I would like to have worked with hundreds of authors by then. I would like to help authors make money from being off, being a author, right? Um, the average okay. author, sure, yeah, the average author could make around like $58,000 a year doing basic stuff, right? And this is like pre-endorsements, pre-high level um, publishing, pre-all of that. Like if you really work your program, 
you can make money. I've seen people make six figures without having bestseller attached to their name. So I really want to support people also find opportunities for revenue. I want to help people impact their lives with change. And so in addition to having the headquarters and having hundreds of authors that we would have worked with, I really want to help these authors create opportunity within their own communities and within their own families through that one book. That's powerful. That's powerful. Where do you see Pieces of a Woman in five years? At volume five. Okay, so every year, another value. Every year in March, look for Pieces of a Woman. Um, I have a lot of visions for Pieces of a Woman. Like I want, like the book cover, for example, was created by an amazing artist named Chastity Thomas. And my vision for just the cover alone is I wanted to have um, an art contest where people will compete each year. So I started the first year where I hand-selected the artist, but next year and the years to come, I wanted to be an art contest of independent um, artists who are women um, who can compete to have the uh, the cover. And so I want to have like an art show eventually of like a piece of a woman collection. I want to have clothing lines or apparel that is the piece of a woman collection. Like I want pieces of a woman to take off and take over. That is the goal. <laughs> That's awesome. And I can see that. Like I can see pieces of a woman like you know on a shirt like or like you know an image of a woman on your shirt and then people ask you like what is that you know it says actually ties into a book that I just read you know so that's that's really cool I I could see your vision like in reality um so let's talk about you know entrepreneurship it's no secret that you're an entrepreneur So far, we've talked about you being a scholar. We talked about you being a professional. We talked about you being a teacher, um, an author, uh, a business owner, so entrepreneur. So let's talk a little bit about entrepreneurship. What are your thoughts on on the space of being an entrepreneur and what made you decide to um, be an entrepreneur? Honestly, Chance, I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. I had no interest in being a business owner because I believe for me to leave comfort, it needs to be worth it. So like, I never wanted to like sell any like third level marketing, anything. I never was like, oh, there's opportunity there. Let me go do that. Like, I just wasn't yeah. interested because I knew that I wasn't going to commit to it. Um, so if open book publishing had been something that was seated in me as a child, it probably would have never happened because it wasn't a desire of mine. I didn't grow up around entrepreneurs. I grew up around leaders, mm-hmm. but they were corporate leaders. Um, they were classroom leaders. They were community leaders. So I wanted to do things in the community. Sure. I wanted to um grow professionally, but becoming an entrepreneur, it takes work that I saw that I could imagine. And I was like, y'all can have that. No, (laughs) (laughs) ma'am. Oh, I understand. But like my thoughts on entrepreneurship for Janae personally, is it made me Janae. It 100% made me. Um, It was the pressure that produced gold for me because I had to do a lot of digging and a lot of, um, 
internal work that I didn't know I needed to do. Just stuff as simple chance as like money management and my views on money. So where like I come from language where like you have to beg Peter to pay Paul. So when that transition into business, I thought I had to take every customer and every client, even if they wasn't a good fit, even if they didn't have a good attitude because I didn't want to have to beg Peter to pay Paul. So like my mindset on money was an issue that I didn't even know existed. So just little things like that, entrepreneurship produced opportunities for me to look in the mirror and see things I didn't even know was there. And so I believe entrepreneurship is self-reflective. I feel like entrepreneurship is hard work because you are the work, because you are the company. Like every entrepreneur, 90% of the time is going to, and I don't know if that stat is real, that's a Janae stat, but like they're starting off as solopreneurs where you are the HR person, you are the operations person, you are the accountant, you are the everything. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can at least have humility to say, I don't know what I'm doing and let me pray about it and Google about it. Like that's the issue yeah. <laughs> that you need to address because it's going to come up yeah. and your company is not going to scale up. If you don't level up, it's not going right. to happen because you are your company. Your core values are your company's core values. Rather, if you make it or not, you set the tone because you are the leader. So how your clients respond to you, how your employees work for you is going to be based upon the tone that you set. So for me, I feel like entrepreneurship is a very personal and self-developing experience. Absolutely. You said a gym. You can't scale up if you don't level up. It will not that's, happen. That is, that is deep. <laughs> yeah, that's deep. That's deep. And, and it's, it's so true because like you said, you could go so far, but at some point it's going to come up. You're going to hit some type of roadblock because you haven't taken the time to professionally develop yourself, especially in entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. It just, it, it probably is going to hit you a little bit faster uh, than if you were working, you know, a job because you have a little bit of comfort, you know? For sure. So, yeah. Awesome. Um, so I, I feel like we're coming to, to, um, an end, but I still want to have this conversation. Like, what do you want to, uh, what advice would you give to younger entrepreneurs? Like people that are young in their, their business and just now starting out to read. Yeah. To read, get a mentor and give yourself grace to be a beginner. I was very, very hard on myself because I felt like if I'm going to wear a name badge that said CEO on it, I had to be perfect and perfection meant that I had to know everything. So there was a lot of internal tug of wars for no reason, because you can be a CEO and still not know everything. That's why CEOs have consultants. Yeah. And so you have to give yourself grace to be a beginner. You have to give your, and you might have to do that more than once. 
You might have to begin multiple times in your business and that is okay. It is a journey. You are not missing out on anything. You're not behind. There are 8 billion people in the world. So don't let anyone tell you that you're part of a saturated industry. Your people are out there. And if you stay true to the vision that you have for your company, that will be contagious enough that it will draw the people that you need to work with and work for. All will be well. Absolutely. That, that's powerful. So do you have a message that you would like to leave your fans, supporters with? Of course, outside, like, of course, let me say this to your fans and supporters <laughs> and also my fans and supporters. Go buy the book. Uh, Pieces of a Woman is out right now. Um, and then if you're an author, yeah, pre-sales are out um, right now. Um, and if you're uh, looking to write a book or publish a book, Open Book Publishing is the platform for you. Janae, I'm sorry if I stole your thunder, but uh, any any words for your fans and supporters? I would tell my fans and supporters, um, what I tell everyone this whole year is that I believe that this is the year to add author to your resume. I think that we are living in a golden opportunity where anybody can become an author. Gone are the days where you had to be rich, white, male to be an author or to be considered a scholar or to be considered an expert. Your personal experiences make you an expert. Your journeys give you something to say. And this is the opportunity to take advantage of that. So you too can be an author. And I encourage you to add author to your resume. Author to your resume. That's that's powerful. Yep. What else? What is, what's your ultimate vision for um, open book publishing? I know we talked about your five-year vision, but where do you see it 20 years down the road, 30 years down the road? What's your ultimate vision for open book publishing? My vision at large for open book publishing is to revolutionize communities with a pen and paper. Um, I really believe that everything you need is in a book. And when I first, before I became a publisher, I was working in the community and there was a lot of people that were labeled um, underserved or disadvantaged. And then I can like Google resources that can help them that are available, but there is no bridge to connect them. So I wanted every book to be a social call to action. Like the reader should read this and be so inspired that they want to then go and tell their family members and tell their friends and then change that community just by changing the reader. So my vision for open book publishing is to continue to spark change in readers and change the culture there with it. I love that. I love that. Okay. So we're going to start wrapping this up. Um, what are some of the, where can they find you? Let's talk about your social media and then also let's dive deep into the pre-sales. Okay. You can follow Janae everywhere at Miss Janae B. So that's M-S-J-A-N-E-E-B as in brown. And you can also follow everything with Open Book Publishing at O-B underscore publishing. You can also visit our website, which is www.obpublishing.com. And regarding the pre-sales of the book, you can go to Amazon right now and type in Pieces of a Woman, a short story collection of womanhood stories it'll pop right up and you can purchase your pre-sale ebook copy right now <laughs> absolutely as you speak i'm about to go on amazon right now and buy a couple copies for myself and then also for my friends as well thank you 
Absolutely. Any last words that you want to leave the audience with? Be encouraged. Like, just be encouraged. I know that days get hard and people tell you take it day by day, but sometimes you got to take it moment by moment, but be encouraged that whatever gifting that you have inside of you is worth pursuing. Because if I didn't, there would be no pieces of a woman. There would be no interview with Chance and I. And here we are today. This is not what I saw when I did my 60 day challenge on day one, but here we are. Um, so just be encouraged. Absolutely. That's the message of the day. Be encouraged and go buy that book, right? And go buy that book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, Janae, I want to say thank you personally. So thank you so much for your time. Uh, I think this has been an amazing conversation. And I know the audience is going to benefit from all the gems that you shared, but then also all the gems that are in your book, Pieces of a Woman. Um, so just want to say thank you again. And uh, I look forward to uh, that five-year plan coming to fruition. Yes, sir. You'll be the first to know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, Janae. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good one. You gotta take chances. It's your You gotta take chances. No more away. You gotta take chances. It's your You gotta take chances. No more away.